This is the Wizards Nightshirt Podcast, episode 26. Welcome to the Wizards Nightshirt. This is episode 26. I'm Scott, and here with me are William. Hello. And Rebecca. Oh, hold on. I have to take this. Uh oh. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> he laughed a long time. It's September, and it's Halloween time. It's Halloween time. It's Halloween time. Haunted Telephone is making its first appearance on the Wizard's Nightshirt podcast. Hopefully not its last, but when it gets to be Christmas time and I'm still bringing it out, y'all are going to be real sorry. Yeah, Rebecca's turned our house into uh, Vincent Price's parlor in a matter of a couple of days. They were just this like a whole... Uh, a whole baggage train full of Halloween trunks kept coming down from the attic. And not yeah. because she's going to use it all necessarily, because she needs to see everything to make the right choices. No, they came on a rail card, and while the rail card came through a town of scary ghouls, it went like... And then like, then there was like a like a whole train. It was a, it was a big th- production. I heard it. It was like, like 2 a.m. <laughs> I was like, eh, it's a Halloween train coming through. Yes. I mean, we yeah. saw there was, the a, there was a story in, I think it was the New York Times today, about Elvira having her own clothing line. Um, there, uh, it is going to be uh, in theaters and everything. It's definitely it's definitely time for Halloween. Oh, it's time for Halloween. Yeah. September 1st is like a reasonable time to Have start. You started, I mean, if Halloween. you can start doing Christmas on November 1st, right exactly. after Halloween. Right. I mean, you can do Halloween. What are you pressuring your kids to be for Halloween this year? <laughs> What am I pressuring? Yes. Uh, there's no pressure. They, they, you know they want to be everything. You took too long. It was like six months ago, and, and, and Grant was already like, I want to be this for Halloween. And you're like, all right, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> good. Done. That's how, how to get. Remember, you waited too long. We had a good plan for you to dress as Krang and strap him to your uh, chest like a mm-hmm. little Krang brain. And I assume your wife said, no, we're not that trashy. But still, it was a good it's, idea. There's still a chance. Okay. Still, no, still, there's not a chance. He's gonna be like, well, chance. he's gonna be like nine. You're like, come on, buddy. <laughs> no, I mean like like another baby. We're, we're going for Halloween as my hernia. I, so. I I could have another baby just to oh, have I that see, costume. Oh, I see a Halloween baby. Yeah, there are worse reasons to have a baby. This is true. This is very true. <laughs> I don't have, I don't know how many worse reasons, but you know, it's it's a harmless reason. It's a harmless yuck. Yeah. To expose a new creature to existential angst and all that stuff. You're like, let me tell you, son. You're going to dress as a brain. <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll have fun explaining it to your other friends who are dressed as things you know. <laughs> so we'll try not to inundate pay everybody too much with Halloween, but in the newsletter and whatnot, we'll give various updates uh, with increasing obnoxiousness as we approach. You and and you would also think all the totes that came down from the yeah. from the attic, I saw a picture there. And uh, you would assume they'd be orange, but they weren't. They were green. <laughs> it, for some reason, when they, they were sell on sale, them, probably they yeah. sell them at the end of dorm season and Halloween season. And I think like neon green is an acceptable color for both. So I think that's what it is. Yeah, it's it's an otherworldly glow. We'll pretend. Yeah. No, oh, that's true. Radioactive. Yeah. 
resembling that. Yes, yes. Yeah. And they may be plain, but what's inside is is True. magical. It's it, it, in a week the their the, their house changed. It was amazing. Into a tomb. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Vincent Price, do you know he was actually quite a cosmopolitan man? Like, he and his wife wrote this cookbook that was really, like, highly regarded in the 60s because he was really into, like, I don't know, the continental lifestyle and preparing fancy foods and stuff. So I don't think Vincent Price's parlor looks how you think it looked. Mm-hmm. I'd still want to visit because I think Vincent Price was probably awesome to hang out with. But I'm I, imagine, I imagine, like, dark velvets and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's, it's a classy, it's a classy darkness. Yeah. They were probably yeah. velvets, I'm, I'm sure. He would have been a gr- he would have done a great uh, He-Man villain voice, I think. Yeah. He could have summoned Vampiro or something like that. Yeah. Mm. What about a missed opportunity? Well, I mean, he did Eggman, so he I did mean, Eggman on Batman sixty six. Yeah, but that yeah. wasn't yeah. yeah. That True. was a little silliness. He was all over the commercials and stuff in the eighties. I'm I, honestly, that would have been a perfect opportunity to use Vincent Price. Bless him. <laughs> yeah. Treasure great. that man was. At the Wizards Night Show, we're revisiting He-Man, Masters of the Universe, and She-Ra, Princes of Power. And this is the first show that following our new episode guide. Exciting! Yay! <laughs> exciting. 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 I wrote exciting in the script so you would know, know that it's exciting. <laughs> you didn't put it in, like, exclamations. The more, you just put one. Mm-hmm. So I'm just slightly excited. <laughs> Uh, today we're reviewing She-Ra, Season 1, Episode 18, Horde Prime Takes a Holiday. Uh, I was also going to mention that this is our um, first monthly lightning round episode, so that means we'll be pulling out a stopwatch for a quick review of several episodes that happened between our primary episodes for the month. As always, you can check our episode guide on the website to see what episodes we're reviewing next week and every week after that. I think it's going to be stressful, but I'm pretty excited about it. It's already stressful to watch so many He-Mans at once, but it's okay. I'm I'm prepared. You you, you had the most this week, so we're we're, we're going to switch it up a little bit. But yeah, I'm I'm not looking forward to the week of (laughs) the week of four. I just figured there's going to be like a good five minutes of complaining about the spreadsheet that Will made. Because you know, obviously, when this somebody makes is something so for you, clean as planned, so meticulously. Yes, it's, it's a very good planning. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for that's that. That's all I want. This is that's, the most organized He Man podcast. That's all I'm looking for in the land. <laughs> Appreciate it. I will send you an e card for that. <laughs> uh, so now that we're all stressed out about the lightning rounds, let's hear more about Horde Prime Takes a Holiday. All right. Uh, so the air date was uh, October 1st, 1985. And in this episode, Skeletor and Hordak battle over Horde Prime's flagship, the Velvet Glove. Now, I do love the Velvet Glove as a flagship name. Me too. I really do. That's what I was going to ask and you And it about. also just seems such a subtle and hilarious thing for a kid's cartoon. Like, I don't even know if they would understand why that was funny or even... It, it, it hints at some sense of humor that Horde Prime has that just we just don't even know about. Well, I was going to I was gonna ask, did you sort of have a hint about what that's supposed to evoke for you? Like, what, what, why do you think he named it that? Because he's just a hand? Well, there's that. <laughs> there's that. It's just a comfortable environment <laughs> yeah. for, for it. I mean, it's just like a cool name for a boat, like a, like a fishing boat, too. I guess it's just a smooth ride, um, I guess it's a smooth just, touch. I, I guess know. it's supposed to be ironic. It's kind of like, um, I don't know, like if you have a little BB gun and you call it like Big Old Gunny or you call it like <laughs> Old Jed. or what's a, I don't know what's... <laughs> 
Big old gunny. I don't so, know from gun names, okay? But anyway, so this is like a big behemoth of a ship, and he's calling it the Velvet Glove because he's got a sense of humor. Uh, all the men at the marina are like, this is the first time we've ever tried to convince somebody not to name a boat something. It's big old gunny. I'm not real sure that's seaworthy. <laughs> don't worry about big old gunny. That's my frigate. It's going to go good. How about gunny sack? <laughs> Um, if you had to name a flagship, your flagship, what's it going to be called? That's a question. I dealt with this briefly uh, with a Star Trek online game. Uh, at the time, my OCD was real bad, so I named all my ships for various um, obsessive personality traits. Like, I think I had the USS Compulsive and things like that, so I think that's what I'd I'd go for. USS Compulsive? Yeah, and I had like the, the Compulsive and the Relentless and the Obsessive and things like that, so... We got things done at a great price, is what I like to say. <laughs> the relentless. Yes. <laughs> you just probably, weaned them down yeah. to the lowest price. Yeah, me and the Ferengi, we're bartering them down real hard. I'm more for the funny pun, but I can't think of any really good funny puns right now. Yeah, I'm going to have I'm gonna have to think on that, because I really want to know the name of my own flagship, but, you know, I can't be too... Hasty, especially now that we've ruled out Big Gunny. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can we can give this a big think as we visit Etheria. Right here, oh great one. Took you long enough. So let's talk about the spaceship that the episode opens on. We we open like on the on the. Is it the bridge or just some hallway inside uh, the flagship, the Velvet Glove? And Hordak is standing there with Mantena, and he is addressing Horde Prime. So this is kind of the first look we get at Horde Prime, such as it is. So I just want to say, uh, Mantena doesn't come in until later. But oh, that's yes, true. He's just yes, he's himself. a little surprised. And I just want to say, the ship is awesome. It is really <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. It's, what a great design. I wonder how long it took them to draw that. I mean, there was a lot, there was a lot like, going on. They're like, ah, there's some tubes there. I need some more tubes on that. <laughs> yeah. A lot more tubes. You had like a big skull bull hood ornament and lots of yeah lots of lots of tu- tubes and piping it was super cool so ju- so so since hordak has faces on his ships do you think that's horde prime's face well this is what i was wondering but does horde prime have a face i don't i don't know so so horde prime manifests as pulsing green gas yeah but he also communicates via a very expressive gigantic mechanical hand um, so I was wondering too about what his face looks like. The only clue we have is Prince Zed. Oh yeah. He's like a human boy with elf ears. With elf ears and maybe some poor sign features. Uh, and so I'm thinking he must have, or must have had in the past, some sort of pig face. Well, I, 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 I think that might evolve into that maybe so maybe so maybe that yeah maybe he's tr- changed over the years yeah well or yeah i mean they, they just become more mechanical oh so, so interesting they, they become part of the whatever the the main system yeah whatever. that may that makes a lot of sense yeah because hordak's on his way yeah exactly yeah. he's he's 90 percent robot probably that is that is a good point but you know, you really do have to get the sense that Horde Prime is mainly non-corporeal and also not messing with people too much. Because even though I was very distressed to see Hordak kotowing to him at the very mm-hmm. beginning, I 
why I enjoy Hordak as like his own villain, you know. Mm-hmm. As much as it distressed me to see that, like five seconds later after Horde Prime admonishes him, like, don't even take the ship out joyriding Ferris Bueller. And he was like <laughs> literally planning to do that five seconds later. So the threat from Horde Prime as a as a authority figure is not that scary. So I mean, yeah, his appearance terrified but we haven't seen anything to let us know how uh tyrannical and horrible he is yet yeah he's just made out of gas for all we know (laughs) i I, I, I don't get is why he's going on holiday for two weeks what does gas do on a vacation spot (laughs) i know i i I wrote like like, you imagine him on a beach like just like he's like gas on a beach and he's his his hands out trying to get a tan or something like i was wondering how gas was gonna fit into some uh beach trunks yeah i was gonna say (laughs) like his his mechanical hand would rust from the beach the question is does he go like little 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 skibbies or does he he do like the full the full man trunks, or it's like the 1920s where he wears like the full singlet. Oh, that's would, a great look. He would definitely do that, and I feel like it would be striped as yeah, well. In his, oh, yeah, in his mind, yeah. he would wear that. Uh, I was thinking, since he's gas, he has to find new ways to engage with the beach. So either he's in a beach ball, or or he has or he has gone into the gas tank of a sea dew. Oh, there you go. <laughs> this beach is about to get lit. <laughs> and then also I enjoyed how he mentioned he had not been on vacation in 500 years but then he got two weeks off like for his vacation <laughs> right. it's like that sounds about right he's I know this is Etheria, but this sounds like an American workforce problem. Yeah, yeah right I hear here. you. Rush is going to write a working man song for him. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to some uh, tropical planet called Tropica. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Indeed. Yes. Home of Tropicana juices, I imagine. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, so he likes nice things like the rest of us, I guess. I guess. I just don't know. I would think that he would know himself well enough to know that he wouldn't enjoy a beach vacation. But, like, I think he would, like, go to a casino where he could just ping around like a little pinball. I mean, this is just a hand, so he could keep pulling the, <laughs> yeah. pulling the lever there. Slot machine? He Give could, like, to do. play craps? He'd there be great go. at that. Mm. He could tumble around in the roulette wheel just for fun. Because he's have, a gas. Yeah, he can do lots of things because he's a gas. Don't be distracted, Wayne Newton. Keep singing. <laughs> uh, go he get, likes Tom Jones. He doesn't like Oh, uh, probably so. Get yeah. married. I hope he sings Thunderball. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> And two seconds after he's gone, Hordak immediately says he's going to use this ship to conquer Etheria and Eternia while he's at it. he's just going to go everywhere. See why I've called you here, Adam. Hordak plans to attack our planet. And with a ship like that, he might just succeed. Exactly. So uh, then we cut immediately over to um, Castle Grayskull. Sorceress has a spy screen now. I don't know how I feel about that. Everybody does. It's like a party line. Like everyone is seeing the exact same transmissions and they're just like, operator. Like they're just picking it up and I don't know why. Everybody's got that technology now. I'm going to ping Man at Arms in, but stay quiet on the line and don't let him know who's there. You can spy. (laughs) And then ask him if he has a crush on me. (laughs) Don't tell him I hear, he man. (laughs) Only in my board farm he likes me. Uh, so we know um, that we're going to get a good combo episode with He-Man and She-Ra this time, which is which is always pretty fun. 
And that's kind of the, that's kind of one of the reasons I, I was looking forward to doing this format. We're already getting into some of the heavy lore stuff. We're already seeing uh, Horde Prime and everything. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it is good, and I was it's fun to see everybody on the screen at once, kind of like the Royal Rumble. But <laughs> like at the same time, I feel like uh, having everyone come in, and then everyone has to do their transformation, and then it just it, it, it took up a lot of of, of runtime. Uh, you know, for He-Man to do his thing, and then she to do her thing, and then here's Skeletor doing a thing, and he's having a boy fight with Hordak. We'll You're saying this episode <laughs> took a bit off a lot. Ten, it did. It was a lot Ten minutes on. later, we're getting to the actual story. <laughs> <laughs> what, we, uh, See, everyone's transformed. <laughs> okay, we're good. They, the transforming was funny because uh, they were trying really hard to cut together the music for them in a way that made sense. And they're like mm-hmm. a different key and different tempos. And it was just, it's very funny. Oh, that blasted hard bully boy, that conniving claim jumper. Eternia is mine to conquer. Yeah, so um, in addition to Sorceress getting wind of this plan and thus alerting He-Man to it, um, because apparently uh, the Velvet Glove is a big deal, and if it starts running amok, then, you know, it's going to be a problem. Uh, Skeletor is also in on the party line, and then he <laughs> hears it as well, and he calls Hordak a conniving claim jumper, which was hilarious. That was a good line for him. <laughs> it was a good line for him, and it also speaks to his age. You know, like, <laughs> I've, like, prospecting jokes are always the rage for, for kids, and, um... That was great, and so he's going to get in on it because he was like, oh, well, I'm going to steal the velvet glove so I can do whatever Hordak was going to do. So everybody's dialed in, ready to go. (laughs) So now you can all run circles around each other in the ring and press all the different buttons to see what they do. And then if you start grappling, you'll get into a never-ending fight with your friend until one of you gets tired. Yeah, and then like you accidentally enter and exit the ring a thousand <laughs> times, and then you find a chair under it somehow because you press some button. Yeah, but you do a lot of stuttering in front of the apron because you don't know the combo to get the chair out. In the meantime, you're getting wailed on. <laughs> are we talking Nintendo or are we talking higher up? That would be an Xbox... Yeah, I'm but, the, yeah. Like, Legends of WrestleMania. I'm thinking about specifically. 360. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm thinking about the original. Did you, did you ever play the original NES yes. wrestling? Oh my god, it's so terrible. <laughs> the, the so one, terrible. You're talking about the WWF one, right? No, it's not WWF. It's just rest. It's just called. Oh, wrestling. that was an early one. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, it the, was early and bad. <laughs> <laughs> the, the best one was the Super Nintendo one, where you got to play. It was the air with like Tatanka and and uh, Lex Luger. He was, oh, really? he was the narcissist at Ooh, that time. All right, it's good. No, I, I I didn't have a Super Nintendo. I wasn't. I was a Sega man. Which one did you have, Will? I had both. Of course you did. You and your Teddy Ruxpin with the different outfits. I know you had both. There was, not, there was not much to do in my town, okay? I had to... It's fine. I, I had friends that had Super Nintendos. I would go over to their house and play. And they would come over to my house and play Genesis. There was not... There was, there was, I, didn't have, I didn't have a ton going on. This is a big deal for me. <laughs> you didn't have a ton going on because you were so busy playing all the video games. <laughs> well, no. You Between video games and Boy Scouts, your 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 schedule is full. Yeah. Yes, and I, I remember sometimes it'd be real sad that I'd have a camping trip come up when I'd uh, just gotten a video game, and I'd much rather spend my time playing Ooh. a Japanese role playing game or something. That's yeah, bad. yeah, camping trip. Woof. There's lots of bugs. It's too many. <laughs> Don't bug me, you bug-eyed boo. There's no bugs in space. 
No, unless no you count, living bugs. I was gonna say, unless you count Mantana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's He's true. He's kind of a bug. He's more of a. That's fish. true. Well, Hornet <laughs> wastes no time uh, trying to trying to uh, conquer Etheria. His plans to point the Velvet Gloves main guns at Etheria, and he's going to shoot it with a freeze ray. And he's got a little help on the bridge of the ship. Mantena is there, but also there was a new guy. Multibot. Yeah. yeah. Who I would best describe as a boardwalk performer on stilts, disguising <laughs> himself as a robot on the bridge of a spaceship. <laughs> yeah, he really did. Yeah, what was with that? He could just do two things at once? Is that is that the thing? But he only had two arms. Yeah, yeah. So if he had four arms, maybe. Yeah, he's talking himself up like he's a multitasker in his interview, but he oh, he's really just I'm sorry. doing he's what most people arms. do. He's got four arms. Well, Mantana's got four legs. That doesn't help him do anything. <laughs> That's true. That gun is amazing looking, though. It was cool. You know it's sophisticated because they had as many as 12 buttons on the control panel yeah. this time. And uh, from the last episode we learned, you only need three. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's not like we're, we're, we're making serpentoids here. This is an important machine. We need 12 buttons at least. No wonder I, he needs another robot to do it. I just want to say, too... Okay, I want to talk about the, the, the She-Ra. So, so they shoot the beam, and She-Ra blocks it with her... and turns into a sword into a shield. Uh-oh. Sword to shield. Uh-huh. Now, <clears throat> I just wonder if the, like, the writers of She-Ra or, or you know, wanted to um, expand her, her... I don't know... Uh, um, instead of just... Just have her punch things like He Man. Hammy would just punch things mm-hmm. and hit things with swords and not really do too much. But I don't know, just expand her abilities to uh-huh. do things. And like she can change her sword into anything now. Apparently, yes. it's just yeah. We, we never only, learned that. I, yeah, I think this that was is, this is the episode that we learned this. Right, I was that was new information to me as well. And when she turned it into a shield in this case, I'm like, oh, okay, I can see how that would happen because they're you know compatible devices yeah these are medieval but then she just kept turning it into other stuff and so i'm like all right this is is getting a little wacky but that's okay (laughs) well it's probably because she didn't in the episode it's all right she the sorcerers probably didn't want to upset he-man you know he always has to know he's the best and everything else is second best to him so she's like don't tell he-man but your sword can turn into anything it's really better than (laughs) (laughs) he-man's have they or are they ever going to interact very much sorceress and she-ra uh, I mean, besides the their introduction, I, mean, I, I don't know. I would love to just imagine them having like a gal's night through well, a portal. Well, I'm I'm hopeful that we're going to see some interesting interactions because this time we got to see He-Man chatting it up with Swiftwind a little bit, which was cracking me well, up. That was great. Well, yes, that was good. Uh, what I want to see is uh, Tila become sorceress, yeah. whatever she calls herself at the at that time later on in She-Ra. That would, that would be, be cool. Yeah, like like. Sorceress has something happened, and she Tila has become the sorceress. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, if Sorceress just went away like one of the Doctor Who doctors, and she had to take on the mantle of Sorceress, that'd be super cool. And then Tila would know. And you then, would yeah. have to tell Tila. Yeah. yeah, tell Tila. Yeah, that's the whole point of this show is to tell Tila. Will they <laughs> tell Tila? That's what we need to know. They better. He man. He man. How? No time to explain. Push. What's he doing here? Yeah, I thought that the freeze ray was going to instantly freeze Whispering Woods and then we would see some zaniness with, like, the twiggets, like, you know, like being... <laughs> and then, like, they all have to curl up in Sprocker's shoulder hair. But then, <laughs> that didn't happen because of She-Ra and the shield who def- started deflecting the beam. 
and then well this was the introduction catch. to he-man because the entire power of a spaceship is shooting at she-ra and she's starting to buckle her knees a little bit then he-man comes and starts propping up the shield also and then they both start uh buckling and finally they get some relief because skeletor shows up and screws up the whole thing yes yeah, so skeletor show, shows up uh, uh the bridge of the ship i get does he just zap himself there I think so. He must have done some logistical work to figure out how to get there. Okay. He knew some coordinates. I don't know. He found out on this party line, I guess. Uh, And then immediately begins initiating a boy fight with Fordak. And that really is how it is. It's, you know, just like really like petulant smacks at each other that don't do a lot of damage. But are, well, to each other. Uh, the ship gets destroyed, but uh, yeah, not not a lot of uh, not a lot of impact to any of the things that they're doing to each other. I just kept thinking about um, playing laser tag and whatever teenager was running the Qzar room there, being like, "No running!" There's lasers going everywhere, and they're just destroying everything, which is exactly what uh, Horde Prime was hoping would not happen to his ship. <laughs> yeah this would be an example of what not to do to a ship when you're borrowing it from someone like if this were enterprise rent a car that would not go over <laughs> well okay he did not pay for that extra no, insurance yeah no, no gunfights no <laughs> gunfights in the car and Beastman's hair is everywhere in it yeah it is yeah. no pets <laughs> oh oh man could you imagine him in shedding time that flagship is in outer space can even you throw that far I don't know only one way to find out so the plan to uh get on board the velvet glove is kind of complicated luckily he-man has another uh harness gadget that he pulls out this is a, an unlimited length grappling hook that the sorceress gave him as a present mm-hmm. now he said it was unlimited length and it was like unbreakable i thought didn't yeah. he say it was unbreakable mm-hmm. okay that's well, all right i guess it's assumed their swords or different. I I suppose it is, but okay. They need to get to the ship. Don't don't question it. Like there were a thousand ways I would have thought of to get up to that ship sooner than I would have thought of grappling hook that you throw into outer space. <laughs> <laughs> but I love I love what a uh, what a childish idea it is. It's so yes. fun. It just seems so unnecessary. I, I love how he's, how he's standing on a rock holding the holding the rope tight. He's like, okay, I'm ready. And it's like the rope's going up to like, you know, and she's climbing up. It would take her forever (laughs) to climb up that. I mean, do you know how hard that is? That's like, you know, in PE when some kids would just jump up on the rope and slide down. She has to climb this into space and then do stuff. And then do stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then that's when we learned that her sword can also turn into a space helmet with oxygen which was convenient because the atmosphere started getting thin up there near the ship butt um, in space. I don't know. While she's still climbing this rope. Mm-hmm. I, I have other questions later on when we when we talk about when she cuts the rope okay. and then takes off the space helmet. I don't want to derail us uh, too much, but I was going to say, um, you know, Scott, I was this close to asking you to ask your wife who teaches math um, how you would go about triangulating exactly where a spaceship was if you were going to throw a grappling hook at it. <laughs> would this be trigonometry or calculus that you would use to figure that out? It'd be trig. Probably. It'd be trig. Okay. Yeah, that's angles. Maybe you start. can. Maybe maybe it's homework. Maybe you would if you wouldn't mind asking Sarah 
what kind of equation we would use to figure out how to throw a grappling hook at a spaceship. All right. If we could see this spaceship a little bit, like but a see, satellite. How like we would do it be different like from how He-Man would do it because it's going to be a parabola if we're going by Earth uh, physics, right? Because like, ha- like, it would arc and then eventually fall. But when He-Man does it, it's going to be like a... Straight line. Yeah, like a, a Y equals X. Like, just straight up, like... Oh, I, I funny. Well, I guess you say that in the word problem. You say... He-Man's a dummy, and he's going to throw it directly at it. <laughs> I don't know. What he well, he would be fast enough. It would, it would go fast enough to get it there. Well, right? that's all we really need to... Yeah, like, 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 like when you arc it, you're, yeah. you're, you're trying to get it farther than it actually is so that it hooks onto it. But his, his it's... He's Velocity. so powerful... Yeah, it is. Oh, shoot yeah. So, up. so make sure you tell her that that you know we want to know if the speed of the grappling like hook makes a difference. Gun. Yeah, a grappling gun. <laughs> I assume she'll want to use this for all of her word problems this upcoming year. <laughs> it will be very relatable to today's teens. <laughs> the whole galaxy will soon fall before the awesome might of Skeletor. So Skeletor is already trying to. Skeletor has kind of won the little boy battle, and he's trying to uh, get the ship out of there. And he's already hyping himself up. At one time, he said, "Hail Skeletor!" to himself, <laughs> which I enjoyed a lot. Oh yeah. Hey! Uh, so how how so so Shira um, shimmies up to the spaceship. Um, how do they resolve this situation? Skeletor puts it on full throttle. Yes, and then He Man decides to put his feet on a mountain to stop yeah. it. Except and he it goes, keeps increasing power. <laughs> so He Man goes water skiing on land a little bit with his legs, and then uh, Shira decides to cut the rope at the precise moment that the ship would. Pass like, an asteroid. Would pass an asteroid and thus it crashes into the asteroid. And that worked. Mm-hmm. But again, we had just been told that this rope was unbreakable, but apparently swords of She-Ra do not, the power, it doesn't, whatever. Yeah, assumed. Assumed, I guess. But I was like, oh, that wasn't even hard. She just like was doop. And we see what a real hero She-Ra is because the ship's crashing, but uh, She-Ra saves Hordak. And That's right. takes him down to the atmosphere. Rat deserts the sinking ship, but leaves the other rat behind. And the ship is about to explode. She even found him a little helmet that had a little pig face on yeah, it. Yeah, that was nice of her. <laughs> he was really cute. <laughs> I thought it was a funny touch, too, when they're going through the atmosphere and she's worried about burning up. They put a little heat animation on her bottom when she's coming down with Hordak. She puts a little shield under there. I thought it was a pretty, pretty cute, pretty funny. I like that. Yeah, and then they, yeah, they, that goes on a while, but, uh, finally get down. And then He-Man doesn't have to, like, He-Man gets on Swiftwind, which is another funny thing to see the yeah, two of them I enjoyed interacting. That. I did like that a lot, especially when Swiftwind kept saying, like, She-Ra knows what she's doing, and it's like, that's right, you tell him, Swiftwind. Yeah, Swiftwind stood up to He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Swiftwind got some sass. Don't talk bad about She-Ra. <laughs> she's He-Man along around these parts. Swiftwind. This rope didn't break. Shira must have cut it. I hope she knows what she's doing. Shira always knows what she's doing. <laughs> That's true. He would just like accidentally buck a little bit, like, <laughs> oh, I got startled. Like, when then He Man falls off. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. So they pretty much uh, won the day. Uh, Hordak pulls a Skeletor and says he doesn't want to be a prisoner, turns it to a rocket, and just flies off. 
Yeah, so I guess they knew he was going to go. And then, of course, Skeletor had already peaced out before you know <laughs> any real damage was done because he was just like, all right, well, I'm... You that know, didn't work out. Good luck with Horde Prime. Yeah, mm-hmm. everything was demolished, and then he knew that Hordak was going to get in trouble, so he was gone. Oh, yeah, earlier also, Mantena saw the writing on the wall, and he's like, I'm going to go back. <laughs> this doesn't look good. He goes, let's go back to the Fright Zone where it's safe. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that is cute. So when Horde Prime uh, returns from his vacation, he's talking about what a great vacation it was, which was funny. Um, and then uh, uh, the rebels are having a dinner, and they can hear Hordak getting uh, thrown out of the castle by uh, Horde Prime, and they all have a laugh, which is the way we end all our episodes. Jolly good laugh. Yes, Hordak's story wasn't good enough. <laughs> So let's talk about let's talk about this moral. Yes, um, yeah. So we we get a special He Man She Ra like double message, mm-hmm. which is which is rare and a treat, <laughs> and it's an important message. Yes, about you know body integrity and how you know no one should touch you in your safe zone and like you know you are master of your own destiny, etc. Yeah, this et cetera. was this was heavy during the good touch bad touch. Uh, curriculum when we were in school. Show me on the doll sort of thing. Yes. And this is absolutely an important lesson to instill in children. And some children may not have heard that anywhere except for He-Man and She-Ra. But it was just kind of like out of nowhere. It was jarring. Yeah, because, I mean, usually they they try to tie it into the episode somewhat. But here, this time, they were just like, look, we got to do the don't get touched or don't let people touch you one. Just do it now. And then they struggle to lighten it a little bit by having Orko, uh, like, say things at the end, like, right on. So (laughs) I guess guess that gets us back into normal feelings, but... I guess it does. I was very relieved not to see Lookie. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been inappropriate. Yeah, it's... it's, it's Yeah, if Lookie would have come out there trying to tell me about people touching me, I'd be like, Lookie, mm -mm, mm mm-mm. Yeah, they they need some authority for this one. Yeah. That's, well, that's interesting, yeah. Lookie's about to get a face full of my hand. <laughs> that's not an appropriate touch. That's rude. <laughs> but not in the way that you're thinking. Just <laughs> No Lookie. I was glad Lookie was not there. And we didn't have to look for Lookie. Did you look for Lookie anyway, Scott? No, I didn't. You always no. look for Lookie. <laughs> I don't know. You're a Lookie looker. I found him the most, though. I'm you're a, uh, you, you've run his fan site I'm called a, The Lookers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Lookie Lou. Yeah. <laughs> Like join my join my web ring. <laughs> Did you web. find me? <laughs> Did you see me? Lucky's hidden on every page. Uh, no, no. That's, that's a good one. We should we should hide him on a site somewhere. <laughs> we should. That's not. funny. Don't ever do that. So when you upset. roll over me, like peeks out. <laughs> oh, that'd be so upsetting. If you click on him, his face turns to Rebecca's face. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do I see that. you. Do the you original, see me? Original Lucky. <laughs> Don't do that. No. But yeah, and, and that and that takes us out of that episode, which was again, it's 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 fun. It's it's fun to see everybody on the screen. Do we do we do a rating? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me think. Let me think what I think. I guess I'm just gonna go with a solid three point nine. Okay. Multibots. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> or or Tropica vacations out of five. Um, again, it's it's the same problem as the Royal Rumble. You, you get to see everybody on the screen, but then there's not a whole lot of time for a story. All the feuds that have maybe been leading to this moment, they seem to all wash out in the chaos. 
And then the chair comes out and you're like, all right, well, <laughs> where'd you even get that? Um, I, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I agree with the, the premise you're setting up here about it being a Royal Rumble, but that goes a lot farther with me because I'm only interested in the pageantry. So I'm going to go 4.1 Tropica Vacations. <laughs> I liked I liked the lore stuff a lot. I liked that we got Multibot. I loved seeing Horde Prime and the ship was incredible and it's a space thing, which I like. Yeah, I would say at least, uh, 4.3 Okay. I liked it. Wow. I liked wow. it. Oh, I just, I just liked it all around. Like mm-hmm. I, the, this, the story was okay, and it was there's a bunch of like silliness in it and stuff like that. But like they they did it. They I think they did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. There was a lot to like in this episode. There was. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It was good. Now it's time for the lightning round. Mine <laughs> 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 was. Explosions? I don't know what my noise was. I'm excited. This is the first time we're going to do it. We we're we're getting through about like twelve episodes today. It's a lot, but I think it's good, rich stuff, and I'm eager to see which one of us has a heart attack trying to get through this first. I'm already my pulse is quickened. Yeah, my pulse he's is not quickened. joking either. It's going to be twelve episodes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was I was thinking I was thinking we're gonna put some good stressful music under this, uh, so you feel like you're on a game show and there are high stakes. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. Yeah. Okay. Well, since it's a lightning round, we should probably get into it pretty quick, <clears throat> right? I'm gonna we're gonna put a stopwatch on you. The way this is gonna work is that um, each of us has one minute to talk about one of the episodes we were supposed to review, and then the other two get to ask one question, and then we're gonna move on. Rebecca's going to go first, and as we get into it, Rebecca, which episode are you about to tell us about? All right, He-Man, Season 1, Episode 14, Colossor Awakes! Okay, so again, this is one of the episodes between the main ones we discuss on the show, and Rebecca's about to go. Um, Rebecca, you tell me when you're ready. I'm 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 going to hit you with a timer, and go! Okay, the premise of this episode is that Skeletor has got a ray that zaps people into stone and stone into alive people that will fight things. And then he's going to take this ray and zap this enormous statue that will then do his bidding. Okie doke. Okay, so my takeaway from this episode is you never realize how many statues you have until they start coming to life. Because there were a lot of statues around Palace Eternia. There was a lot of, like, zapping them back and forth. Men in Arms gets turned into stone. And then Marlena says she's going to use her earth science to see if she can help him. She pressed one button. Nothing happened. And she's like, well, he'll be permanently stone at sunset. So they got to fix this. And then, so, in order to fix it, Sorceress says, you must seek the fire jewels, He-Man. So something about the fire jewels will help Hemian turn the ray of Skeletors into a ray that will fix things. Oh, crap. And Stratos carry men-in-arms around like a little doll. My favorite thing in the world <laughs> when Stratos yeah. carries men-in-arms. He loves the That's your minute. That was hard. I'm upset. Uh, is, there, is there any super important thing you want to throw in that we didn't get to? 3.8 fire jewels out of 5. Okay, cool. All right. Ooh. Hit me with do, your do you have any, question. do you have any questions, Will? Um... Tell me what that statue looked like, the big statue. It was uh, it was just a big demon thing with a big rocky gray face. I can already tell that we're, each of us is going to be focusing on the wrong yeah, things. Yeah, I know. Because I would have talked in so much detail about this. Rebecca doesn't he care had, about he that He had point. a vague Egyptian okay. thing okay. to him. Good. Okay. There you go. 
right. All right. And uh, did Stratos also come out of nowhere in this episode? <laughs> yes. He did just come like, out of I'm nowhere. He's hanging out. He, and you're he, like, he and Ram Man were just there. For oh, okay. for, oh, Ram Man just, was they, in this episode yeah, too? Yeah, they, they bounced in He's when, the, when the stones started coming alive and then so they could fight against the statues come to life. And then they both got turned. As, I don't remember. But yes, he came out of nowhere. Correct. All right. Okay, all right. You want to you want to collect yourself briefly for your second round. I'm gonna round? take a drink of this energy drink. That okay. won't make me. We'll pre- we'll play Regis Philbin while you're done. Okay. Where are you from? What do you do? <laughs> all right. Who are you playing for? Okay. okay. Next up is He Man, season one, episode fifteen, a beastly sideshow. And I'm fiddling with my stopwatch. I'm very confused. Okay, tell me when you're ready to go. Ready. So this was a real stinker of an episode, and it was a convoluted plot by Skeletor that involved seducing Cringer with the sexy cat from the circus. Oh, no. Okay, and Beast Man was disguised as the evil carnival man with not even magic. He was wearing a mask, okay? This was not a well-thought-out plan, and so this was essentially a trap to get Prince Adam, to to capture Cringer, to get Prince Adam to summon He-Man, and then whatever. That's all that Skeletor was thinking, and then... Then, um, Men in Arms tells him it's a trap. Skeletor wants to summon He-Man, and then Prince Adam's response was, "By the power of Grayskull!" Like he just—he did not think that was instant. And this was the worst Teltila ever because she's thinking Adam's going to go over there and try to capture Cringer back, and she's like, "He's going to need my help." And then she winds up falling in a pit because nobody hashtag told Tila. So anyway, 2.5 Earth Pepper out of 5, because there was also a plot line with Pepper as a device. Don't ask me. Well, that was perfect one minute. I feel like I... See, that's good. You wouldn't have wanted to hit that one for a full 40 minutes, but we've got everything we needed to out of that. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Was a Pepper part of the plot a lot? No, it was just at the beginning and the end. So Orko gave some to He-Man because he thought it was garbage and then it made somebody sneeze at the end my question is did beast man engage any like in any like carnival barker talk uh, yeah I come mean, on come on that kind yeah of thing. he did yeah there was there was lots of talk about all the different beasts and everything oh, fun okay yeah cool how many more do you have two more two more okay Good lord uh all right uh all right. what are you doing uh, now uh, 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 now i don't say i don't even remember all of these Okay, okay. Uh, He-Man, season one, episode 16, Reign of the Monster. Go. All right, this one was as good as the last one was bad, okay? This was... It, it opened. We got to see Evian, and we get to see Stratos with his people, who were all like little Stratoses of different kinds. And they all had the same Stratos oh, treatment, and there were women Stratoses, including a sister named Dolora, and then uh, there was little kid Stratoses, and it was wonderful, and they were having a fireworks show with the staff, but then Evil King Vaughn was uh, of the Torgs was like working with Skeletor to try to get this staff to get this monster called Mulcrum, which was like an awesome looking monster, okay? This the staff of Avion, which they stole from Stratos, could use Mulcrum, like summoned him, and he was a centaur with whip fast tentacle arms Ooh. and intense eye beams, and he was also huge and he had long blonde hair. Okay, so it was amazing. And then there was a bunch of different Stratuses. Uh, this is a really, really, really good episode, and 4.5 Torgs out of uh, five. Wow, good job. One minute, good job. Oh no, that was too. That was too. There was so much I missed. Oh, if you want to see Stratos's, that that's the one to watch, though. Okay. What uh, episode is that again? 
uh, episode 16, Reign of the Monster. I used a waste of my question on that. (laughs) 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 And you don't get to ask questions for 1,500 years. Um... But I at least get to take two days vacation. What? Did, <laughs> what? That's funny. What did um? What did the female Stratos look like? She was foxy. It was his sister. She had this long, beautiful hair, and she's just these cute little goggles and and uh, cute did little outfits. Have, did she have fur over her? Uh... She had the same colors as him, and it was just like a bodysuit. So okay. you know, aerodynamic wings, oh, okay, okay. same okay. color right, scheme. Right. It was a good look. Cool. Yeah, I've seen the toy. It looks it looks good. They There's made a, a woman? they made a mm-hmm. toy Delora. Yeah, <gasps> that was so cute. Okay, what do, what's here's your here's your uh, last one. What do you what do you have this time? All right, He Man season one episode seventeen. Damar the Demon. Okay, uh, tell me when you're ready. Oh my lord! I don't even remember. Oh, you cheat! You cheat! No, I'll throw no, you no, into no, it. No, no. Go. Okay, so this is where magic and and science and math come together wrong. And so Orko is an idiot, and Man in Arms has borrowed a spell book from the sorceress, and Orko uses it to summon a demon to play with him because he doesn't have any friends because he's unpopular, and he can't read that the spell said that after his little friend plays with him, it will go into a cocoon and summon a demon army and then make this crazy portal that zaps magic from all over Eternia. And so He-Man gets the call from Sorceress. He-Man, something is draining my power. And it's like, Sorceress, turn Wi-Fi off on your phone if you're just out of range of your router, okay? Because that's what's draining your power. And she did not know. And then there was a big fight and then it did bring uh, a bunch of monsters in. But the awesome thing is, at the end, when it turned into a big awesome demon, He-Man and Orko were able to convince him that it was better to go his own way rather than be seduced by power by Skeletor about being a demon. The end. Awesome. Right at one minute. You got you did really well. 3.9 spellbooks out of 5. Okay. Okay. Scott, you have a question? <laughs> no. Um, can, can you do an impression of the voice of Orko's demon friend? I don't know. It was, you know, it was just, you know, processed. Like, at the end, it was like... <laughs> you know, like that. I feel like I was there. Can I say one more thing about this episode? Okay. He-Man ropes uh, the demon with a bolo, like a rope, uh-huh. and it breaks. And then He-Man turns to the camera and says, anyone want to buy a used bolo? And it was like the best thing <laughs> ever. I know! That's the pretty end. funny. That's okay, it. well, you did a really good job. Thanks. I almost wish you didn't go first because uh, yeah, it's a high boo, pressure boo, to do well. Boom. Yeah, I feel like Scott and I are just going to totally confuse everybody. Whatever, I'm just going to be very strict with this timer. Okay. Well, <laughs> I can use my timer on my phone. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, my phone does that too. Okay, so Will, if you're going next, that means we're skipping season one, episode 18 about yeah. the tar swamps, and that will be the subject of our next episode. Tune in next week. So that means you're starting with, let us know. I believe this would be season one, episode 19, but I know for sure it's called The Quest for He-Man, and it's a Paul Dini episode. All right, are you ready? Yep. Go. Okay, so um, he, oh, this is already bad. I'm already stressed out. So He-Man's already being chased by Skeletor and crew, Ram Man, Boings, one of their sky sleds. They trick He-Man into running into some sort of portal and send him back in time without his memory. 
Um, so Sorceress says the only way to find him is to contact uh, Zodak, who's in that uh, Tabers of Grayskull game, uh, because he rides the wave, cosmic waves of time or something. Uh, Zodak uh, splits people up. Orko, Cringer, and Ram Man go after uh, He-Man. Ram Man is a dummy, and he goes, da-da-da, duty dude, it's the only way to travel. And then they get there, and it's like Nowhere Man um, uh, from the uh, Beatles cartoon in there, and they talk to, like, this mirror universe of people, and the sorceress doppelganger is like a chicken lady, and the bag Skeletor guy's like an evil bunny rabbit, and it was super Ten weird, seconds. and it was like a pollution uh, is bad episode. Um, they eventually remind uh, He-Man of home. He turns into He-Man, he gets his memory back, and Zodak gives the moral, and he says something about pollution in a sultry way. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Question. Okay. What did Zodak look like? Zodak looked like He-Man, except he's got this Ant-Man kind of mask. But the interesting thing about him is he talks in a very melodic, soothing, sultry kind of way, like he knows everything. Ooh, baby. Scott? Question? (laughs) Put me on the spot again. Uh, You don't have to ask a question. How was it? For Paul Dini's. Uh, it was really good and really out there and really weird. And I was really happy to see that they figured out that Ram Man is funny and they leaned into that a lot. And they just have him say a lot of stuff. And he's talking about like finding a sword. And he's like, oh, look, a back scratcher and things like that. That is very good. All right, time to move on. Doom, doom, doom. Your next one, I assume, episode okay. 20. Yeah, things would be episode 20. It's called The Royal Cousin. All right, go. Okay, so this is. Uh, uh, another uh, snooty um, vi- snooty visitor. It's got a he's got a little nephew named Jeremy who visits, and he says things like "Don't call me cousin." And he sees man at arms. He says, "Don't you have a real name?" And he says, "My name's Doug." And he says, "That's not much better." And then um, he tries to play with Orko, and he ruins man at arms rock softener that he wants to use for soil samples. Um, Skeletor and Evil Lynn think they can trick Jeremy into getting the rock softener so they can uh, soften the walls of Castle Grayskull. Uh, they trick Jeremy into uh, getting it for them. Jeremy admits what he did. Jeremy eventually saves the day by throwing a a boomerang toward the rock softener and um, getting it back. Um, He is super annoying. Um, He was excited about playing a prank on Man at Arms. They introduced that uh, calling Tila Captain Tila, which I I like that they were doing that. Ten seconds. Okay. Um, And then he turned nice at the end for no real reason. The moral was to uh, not act out for attention. It was a pretty good one. He was like a little emo uh, cousin. All right. Um, what color was his tunic? Purple. I think to evoke the bad guys. And snooty royalty. Yeah. It's also the color of snooty royalty. Yeah. By the way, I was going to give the last episode a 4.2 and this oh, you one can go a 4.0. The lightning round is merciless. Well, I have to keep lightning it don't with, strike twice <laughs> the same place. Because I have to keep up with our ratings. I was ask you what you were going to rate this. Okay. Oh, All right. Well, for Scott's question. Thank you, Scott. So 4.2. 4, 4 point, Just wait, this one, not 4. the last 0. one. Oh, okay. <laughs> last one has no score, I guess. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm All right. ready for my next one, I guess. Okay. So what's this one called? This one is called The Song of Solace. All right, go. Okay, they open on the palace and Orko's doing a lame magic trick. He summons a deformed rabbit like the episode of The Simpsons when they have that frog that says, kill me. And, uh, <laughs> um, 
oh my lord, uh, they introduced this other city, um, and that's where Lizard Man actually lives. He's like their protector, and um, they have this lady who sings this creepy, creepy song who can lull this monster to sleep. Um, Skeletor uh, captures her and has her uh, sing open the drawbridge to Castle Grayskull, and they called the drawbridge a jaw bridge, which I hadn't heard before, but I really like that a lot. You really have to hear her song. It's uh, super creepy. Um, Beast Man is in it. Um, they go into some caverns and fight some orcs. That was pretty funny. Um, they hypnotize the sorceress with her song. Tila pole vaults over some magma with her staff. It was pretty cool. She saves, Ten seconds. Uh, saves him like that. Um, Yogg was a tentacle monster, and he was pretty satisfying. He-Man blew a magic bubble to catch Skeletor. <laughs> Don't know where this power came from, but he wanted it. All right, that's it. Okay. Okay, try to sing the song that she sang. <laughs> it sounds haunting. <laughs> yes. How, uh, how many times did she sing this song throughout the episode? That's a good question. I would say <laughs> ten. Ten. Yeah. Jeez, it's like the most of the episode. Yeah, it happened a lot. Uh, it's like the He-Man transformation music. It just keeps rolling. Three point eight. <laughs> <laughs> Snakey. <laughs> All right, this is your final one? Uh-huh. Okay. Hey, is, you guys, whoa, killing this is, it. This is called... Uh, this is called King Miro's Journey. All right, go. Okay, so this is a She-Ra episode, but uh, we have some overlap with He-Man. We're introduced to King Miro, who, who was a d- disgraced king, and he's uh, uh, She-Ra's grandfather, but he's coming back, and he's trying to be cool again. Um, and uh, he goes to meet She-Ra, but they're dealing with an issue of an inspector coming over to see what um, Hordak has been up to. He's, like, sent from Horde Prime, and the inspector thinks he can do a better job than Hordak, and Hordak's always glowering behind him and mad about him uh, saying his factories are dumb and his slime pit's dumb and everything. So they put a big crystal dome over the uh, Whispering Woods, and He-Man and She-Ra... Uh, take care of the dome and bust it out and bust open the um, crystal dome maker um, and He-Man looks more jacked this episode. I don't know if they did the animation differently but his muscles are well seconds. defined. It was super weird um, and um, Lookie says help your family but sounded like he was saying it in the mafia kind of way. Okay. Hmm. I don't even know where to start with that. So was this uh, the the person here this would have been randor's dad shiva's grandfather yes okay okay <laughs> oh do we know who her mother is who shiva's yeah her mother yeah. is marlena isn't it oh yeah, yeah they're yeah. twins yeah, right they're twins. oh i totally forgot yeah so i guess it is king randor's father yes okay yes did he look like King Randor? No, he just had like a white beard and he wore like a dress. So as as a cool grandpa, what was he wearing? <laughs> he 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 was like a it was like a hippie Roman tunic kind of blousy thing. No, no gold jewelry or anything? He had I think he may have had some uh as Rebecca says, statement jewelry. Okay. <laughs> some kingly statement jewelry. Uh but that's all that's all my episodes, so I think that catches this up uh from my end. Um so, I'm a high stress, high, high, t- highly wound person. So this was this was up my alley. But let's let's see how how cool is a cucumber Scott uh, d- does with uh, these. It's terrible. That's not <laughs> well, that'll be fun too. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be all right. Which but one? You did all Shiro. Yeah, this you had time, all Shiro. Yeah? Did all Shiro's according was, to the spreadsheet. I was lucky for that. 
What was your uh, What was your first one you have? Okay, uh, first one I had is episode fourteen, friendship. Okay, Ooh. tell us tell us when you're ready. Uh, go. Okay. Uh, in this episode, uh, Hordak tricks uh, Princess Dora uh, with her friend Loni, Loi, whatever. Uh, so he, she, she comes. Uh, Princess Dora comes to uh, Hordak's um, lair to save her. Um, she's a friend from the past. Uh, uh, Shadow Weaver does some awesome magic throughout the whole thing. She mm. does a bunch of, and then there's like, there's like green smoke and everything. It's it's amazing. Um, and then Bo and Kyle, uh, Bo can't leave uh, Adora alone. He has he has to come and save her. But of course she's Shira, so just tell Bo. I don't understand the problem uh-huh. here. He just keeps having a problem. So so they so then they both get captured. And they send him to Beast Island. They get to Beast Island and they save her her friend's dad from there because that's what they were trying to do in the first place. And then uh, Shira had made uh, friends with a monster before, and then that monster uh, saves them from Beast Island. Okay. And then they, they get back, and the moral of the story uh, uh, from Loki is that you are lucky to have special friends. All right. Well done. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. I want to know, what were some of the effects of Shadow Weaver's spells? Like, what kind of spells did she cast? Uh, she was so I've, so. They're still trying to get Princess Dora to uh, uh, be part of Ooh, of the oh, horde. Oh, cool! I like that. Yeah. So they're still trying to like. She's like, I have some really dark magic, so I'm gonna make <gasps> her change her mind. Cool. Oh, uh, that is cool. Okay, how stupid was her friend's outfit? <laughs> uh, it wasn't bad. She was in like full armor. Oh. oh. Okay. Okay. That's yeah, it wasn't, wasn't silly. That's a good friend. She can have yeah. that friend. She, she can come over. She can have that friend. It's not like that girl who came over and did drugs and He Man. <laughs> yeah. She's I'm, a bad I'm friend. I'm pretty sure she was with her in the Fright Zone training and stuff okay. like that. So. Oh, okay. oh, that's yeah. cool. I like that. That's good. That's a good background. Yeah. yeah. You I had like a good it. one. Yeah, that sounds good. Rebecca, are you jealous of his episode? Well, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, I am. All right. Cool. You've, you've, okay. You feel good about going into the next one? Yeah. Uh, which, what's this one called? Um,. Episode 15, He Ain't Heavy. Weird. Okay, tell us when you're ready. Okay, um, go. Okay. Uh, it starts off with Catra and Grizzlor uh, steal a moon mirror from a, a, a wizard. And I don't have his name right now. So uh, he steals a moon mirror from the wizard. And you're like, what's a moon mirror do? And uh, <laughs> so so we, we, we get to, we go back to Hordak's thing. And they talk about the moon mirror. And uh, Shadow Weaver is a big part of it again. So she says the moon mirror, the, to use the moon mirror, it can open up any dimensions. But the moons have to be aligned mm, in a certain way. Always. So if you use it and they're not aligned, bad trouble. Uh, so, so they get it. They align it. They get Prince Adam from. They steal Prince Adam. So they're going to use Prince Adam against uh, Princess Dora, saying, "You know, come get him." And so it traps him. Um, Hordak orders Shadow Weaver to use a mirror to uh, later on in the episode to capture King Randor when the moons aren't aligned. That causes big trouble. Sucks everybody into it. They, uh, uh, He-Man and She-Ra, as you can imagine, they're both already there. Pick up a big statue of Hordak and shove it in the mirror to stop it. Awesome. Just right at a minute. Good job. Okay. Was the big statue of Hordak well formed or was it one of those like half jobs like he, that we saw? He just going to destroy it anyway. Don't draw his butt. <laughs> yeah. Did it have a butt? <laughs> no, no, no. It was, it was just his, it was just his bust. So oh, it was just okay. the top. It was a big, it was just a big bust. Just top art. But it was huge. Okay. It was like, uh, bleh. 
four He-Mans tall or something. Okay. You don't normally see a big bust, except yeah. on Dolly Parton. hey What about, uh, was King Randor surprised to be summoned? He didn't get summoned. Oh, because the, because the because the mirror it was the moons weren't aligned. I see. Okay. Yes. God, they, that would almost work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I just want to say uh, uh, in the moral uh, look, he talked about um, things like knives, tools, and matches are not toys. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like personal looky. experience. <laughs> I burned somebody's you. house down. <laughs> Says you, looky. <laughs> All right. I'll play with what I want. <laughs> All right. What's you? You only had you had three this time, right? Yeah, I had okay. three. What was your final uh, episode? Uh, this is episode sixteen, Return of Seahawk. Cool. Oh. Oh, Rebecca's already jealous. <laughs> I like Seahawk. All right. Tell yeah. us when you're ready. All right. Uh, so we start off the episode uh, with Catra and uh, Grizzler set a trap. Um, they they go to Seaworthy, the old town, and uh, take Mayor Guppy mm-hmm. and all of his all his people, <laughs> and they take him and they send him to be silent. Uh, or no, 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 I'm sorry. They, they, they take him onto a boat. I'm, uh, too many episodes at once. They, they take him onto a boat. Uh, it's a huge armor boat. Uh, they get, they get uh, uh, She-Ra to come. They shoot her down. They take her. They get her on the ship. And then they electrocute her to knock her out. Then uh, they, she already talked to Seahawk earlier. Seahawk comes. He, he shoots, he shoots uh, the hooks into the into the ship shoots the thing attacks people gets down there saves the day they they all they uh they get out they save all the people they get out and um <laughs> so much in short little period of time uh they get out and they save the day all right excellent okay okay oh and the, the final thing is that if you like someone you should tell them because at the end of the episode, Seahawk and Princess Adora go on go on a walk together. Okay, well, that's important. <laughs> that's what I wanted to get to. Well, I guess my question <laughs> then, very important. I, I kind of knew that they would end up getting together, but I guess my question is, have we seen what Bo thinks about this yet? <laughs> we'll hear from his guitar next no, time. No, yes, <laughs> no. They'll do sad songs now. Oh, that album's going to suck. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. No, no, it, no, no. Bo, Bo was Bo, Bo was not. Was he in that episode? He was not in that episode. Okay, okay. We'll look forward to that. He then. was in the other two. Can you give an example of the kind of thing that Mayor Guppy said or shouted when he was taken prisoner? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I cannot. I'm sorry. The oh, the, no. the the villagers were very upset. They were tiny. <laughs> they were tiny. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine that's it. That's satisfying. That's good. I, I, that's, that's pretty close. Uh, well, I'm just going to speak for everybody and say, I think this went really well. Yeah, that's fun. I like this. We, we're, we're, we're moving at a good pace. We get a better sense of what's going on. That was fun. Yes, we watched all those, so you don't have to. <laughs> okay, well, we'll... Except um, for watch the one with all the Stratoses. That was okay, good. Okay, okay. What episode is that again? It's He-Man 16, Reign of the Monsters. Cool. Okay. So we'll do this again in another um, uh, three weeks or so, so, so about every month. Uh, so... Uh, Okay, cool, fun. And that's our show for today. Remember that you can find an episode guide at thewizardsnightshirt.com. And we want to thank you for listening. And please remember, if you're Horde Prime and a gas, you probably don't need sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs>